Ugh, I love this movie. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen this movie? <laughs> Guys, welcome back to So I Married a Cinephile. I'm Ben Farmer. And I'm Megu Carver. What, 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 why did you do that voice? I don't know. I just <laughs> felt like being silly. It's something new and I'm, exciting. Yes, and. Yes, and. That wasn't very I'm grounding. trying to be. Uh, what's her name from Big Mouth? So. Oh, it's Jenny Slate's character. What is her name? I can't remember the name. That wasn't very groundlings of me. I'm sorry. I should Yeah, have... what the hell, Ben? What is wrong with Where me? Where is your your yes and, your sense of wonder? I don't know. We maybe. need to get you to UCB stat. Maybe I'm depressed. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, you know what? Since Katie isn't here, mm-hmm. uh, Katie Jo, she's our guest today. She's yes. having train trouble. Mm-hmm. But um, she is on her way, and we can't tell her this because she's in the cast of The Office. Correct. By the time this airs, she will know... Uh, that I have also now been cast in the office. Let me just pause and really try and hammer that in for our listeners. <laughs> Megan has been cast in an open-ended off-Broadway musical. So let that sink in for all of our <laughs> listeners. I don't know. Again, like we've been here over three years. Yeah. A lot of ups and downs. Yeah. But, but how do you feel? That's what I'm wondering. I'm like half of me is really excited and half of me is really scared. It's like. Um, do you think you're a complete fraud? <laughs> as far as like, oh, they've hired me for this. What no. are they thinking? No, I mean, oh, okay. at this point, like we went and saw the show opening weekend with Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay. Um, we went and saw it opening weekend with her. And then I saw, actually saw it again last night and started making notes for my track mm. that I'm taking over. Um, and after watching both, I'm like, okay, this is going to be hard, but I can do it. Yes. That's what she said. So I'm, yeah. And I think, I don't know, maybe it's, I've just talked about the office too much on here that the energy just came back to me. I was like, okay, fine. God, here you go. It's okay. Right. (laughs) Plus I feel like, again, the, the styles of shows that we have done together, specifically the stuff we did with bag and baggage, right. Even stuff we did at Lakewood where you're used to playing multiple roles. Those are the shows I really love. Those are the ones that are really because great. Because the tracks are always so busy. Yeah. This one is going to keep you busy pretty much the right. entire time. It's kind of like the same show that we met on the producers yeah. where originally I was like, I'm not accepting anything but Ula, which Except is such Ula. a shitty thing to think. It's like, I'm above any below lead role in a regional theater you know, that's not, no. I and who knows? Like, if you if you walked out of the show, where would we be? We would not be where here. Where would we be, Megan? We would, would I we would probably, no, we, I would be in Chicago regretting mm. everything. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. <laughs> um, anyways. Uh, Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. That's and you amazing. had a very good day today. I had a very good day today. I had an audition and a booking confirmation for an episode of Billions. You got booked? Which is news to you, yes. Yeah. And I shoot, uh, Megan just fell, she just fell off a cliff. So I'm <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, uh, very I'm excited. So proud of you. Uh, thank you. Um, very quick turnaround. I auditioned and then an hour later they made an offer and it's, yeah, it's cool. It's yeah. cool when stuff is that fast. <laughs> it's nice. You just, yeah. Normally it's like, oh, I have to wait. And that's kind of the nice thing about 
film and television. Right. Uh, well, television specifically, just because it yes. shoots so fast. It has to. Um, you have to go fast. And for a co-starring role, they needed a quick turnaround. Mm-hmm. So I shoot that next Tuesday. That's great. Um, again, I, I booked a role last season. I was on an episode, but my right. scene got cut. I remember so you were so upset. You like you posted it all over Instagram and Facebook like, <laughs> Guys, watch me on billions. We're like, yeah. And then I'm like, don't then, watch me on billions. Just kidding. If you didn't see me on billions, it's because I'm on the cutting room floor. So that happened to me with um the She's here. She's here. Hi. That happened to me with an episode of Grimm, remember? Right. I was cast as a police officer. My one line was, Well, if it isn't the Santa Slayers. <laughs> I can't. I don't know why they, they would that cut that. <laughs> That's integral to the plot of that episode. Anyways, so yeah, um, just it, it's very cool that Esther and Bergstein casting had me back mm-hmm. uh, to kind of see me for another episode, and they booked me today. So Yay. I shoot next Tuesday. I'm excited. Congrats! Thank you. And, and Katie's Katie is here. Hi. She made it. Have we met I'm officially? Not sure. I'm Ben. Hi, Katie. Hello. Sorry, my hands are no, freezing right Welcome. now. Welcome. I'm happy to see you. Yeah, me too. Yeah, you were amazing fun. in the show. Oh, I didn't God, get a chance to like you. chat with everybody afterwards because I had to get home to our dog. Right. But yeah. Yay. You were amazing. Thank you. Yeah. How's the run going? It's going great. Good. Yeah, we just got our official extension nice. through March. I saw that. Awesome. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's been fun. Yeah. It's going to be crazy like for the holidays. They're like packing our schedule with oh shows. Oh, really? Which is good. I mean, it means we're selling well and right they want to make some which is that's such a weird thing someone told me the other day they're like that's no that's just what happens in new york yeah right like it's like instead of people going to see movies they go see shows right oh that's what i used to do around the holidays we'd come up and like see a show you never did oh i mean it's the worst possible time to come (laughs) here but, uh, like, that sounds awful. <laughs> deep in like a tick in my couch. Like yeah. you could not oh, yeah. pull like, me out of there. Not leaving my, my boyfriend and I just got the Switch. So we're like oh, nice. Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. So oh, been, I didn't know what. Oh, my, right. okay. my classic Inside PlayStation overshare is or like on the 18th oh, that's of December, right. I think. But yeah. It's awesome. it's a it's the miniaturized version of like I don't know how into games you guys are, but it's the PlayStation the original play PlayStation, right, right, right. But they've miniaturized it oh, and like cool. put a bunch of the old games on. Oh shit, right, so. I think I've seen that. Yeah, so yeah. Like, my boyfriend's really into uh, video games, so I've been learning some by proxy. And yeah. I just I've, I've just watched him. That's yeah. Mm. It. But the Switch mm. is really fun because it's like a lot of the old games right, that I right. am familiar with, yeah, but yeah. like revamped. Perfect. Right. So we actually talked about our weeks before you got here. Oh, okay. We started without you. Just oh, like... I, I mean, I totally understand. I was yeah. very late. That's <laughs> totally fine. So, how, so tell our, our 50 listeners um, <laughs> who, coast to coast. who you are and like what yes. you do and just yes. kind of give us a little backdrop of your life. Okay. Well, my name is Katie Johansson. Um, right now I am in the office musical parody mm-hmm. off Broadway here in New York mm-hmm. at the Jerry Orbach Theater. Um, I play Angela and others. Wink, wink. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not supposed to say who. It's a surprise. So you have to come see the show. Oh, okay. Got yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Got it. Um, gotcha. Yeah. So part of like the comedy is me coming out in these costumes and you being like, oh my God. Right, right. <laughs> oh my God. Um, so yeah, uh, it's really, really fun show. We have tickets. I think they're on sale now through March. Nice. At the very least, they announced that we'll be And where do March. people get tickets if they're um, in the New York yes. area? Uh, well, we're on Today Ticks. 
That's great. Which is nice. awesome. I think that's like a new development. Yeah, that is. Amazing. Yeah. And um, you can also get them on our website, uh, theofficemusicalparody.com. Perfect. Nice. Yeah. Yay. Uh. So like what is, from doing The Office, like yeah. what is like one of the weirdest things that's happened to you? Ooh. And well, let's just do that. What's one of the weirdest things that's happened to you related to the show? Oh. It could be... Uh, or something hilarious. Oh, well, I mean, I have some like cool things that have happened. Great. What's a cool um, thing? So, uh, Kim Ferry, who was the head of the um, hair department for the office TV show for all nine seasons, yeah. she came to our show what? like a month or so ago and came early and did our hair oh my for us. God, so amazing. she like gave me like the that Angela braid, the one that like goes yeah. across like a headband. It was amazing. And she is the coolest, nicest person. Oh, and that's so cool. I mean she just loved the show. She was like she it felt like we were getting the official stamp of approval because right. like she was such a big part of that show yeah. for all nine seasons and she loved the show. She was like, oh my God, it felt like I was back on set like oh watching these because she'd be on set like watching the scene where like Pam falls asleep on Jim's shoulder yeah. and that moment's in our show and she was like, I was sitting where I was in the audience was the exact spot I was on set watching that. So she was like, I was like crying because it was like oh I was God. back there in that moment. That So yeah, and she had so many cool stories about the set and all the actors and everything, which is uh, always so fun to that's hear. So that's cool. so cool. Now um, you just got to get like the cast members in because I, know, I follow yeah. a lot of them on Instagram, and yeah. Angela actually like promoted it on her Instagram. She posted my headshot. Nice, yeah, which yeah, was yeah. really cool. I so feel they're like that's definitely a big bucket list check off right there. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm hoping they come if they're listening. Yeah, <laughs> please I come. Guess. I love please you guys. Go to the show, um, Jenna Fisher. Please come. Yeah, <laughs> it would be amazing. Yeah. Go see it. Go see that show. I think we talked about it last week as well. Oh, awesome. No, we're like promoting an old <laughs> yeah so so um how do we segue i speaking of weird things that happened to you <gasps> oh yeah. that's a great segue we, we watched, watched pulp, pulp fiction, fiction. Did, you, did you watch it last night yeah i watched it last yeah, night so and everybody was like i was telling the cast in the dressing room because we had a show last night and i was like yeah i'm going home i'm gonna watch pulp fiction and they were like you know that movie's like four hours and i was like <laughs> it's not four, four hours, hours? It's, like two <laughs> it's two and a half yeah. right but I mean, it's long. It's a long movie. But I was like prepared for it to be four hours. So uh, hit us up with the deets, Benjamin uh, Farmer. Written and directed by Quentin Tarantino. Uh, Writing credits for stories also go to Roger Avery. Starring John Travolta, Uma Thurman, Sam Jackson, Bruce Willis, Tim Roth. Uh, So many just amazing people that Quentin Tarantino has constantly worked with throughout the years, yeah. Sam Jackson especially, but Tim Roth, uh, Ving Rhames, Eric Stoltz also shows up. Uh, Steve Buscemi is in it. Um, oh my god, that's right. I, yeah, as uh, that's in my notes. Phone's <laughs> ringing, yeah. dude. But uh, breakdown as of uh, as per IMDb, the lives of two mob hitmen, a boxer, a gangster's wife, and a pair of diner bandits intertwine in four tales of violence and redemption. That's a good IMDb. That's a good one. Sometimes the IMDb ones are not very good. What's a good example of like a bad? I feel like Gladiator was a rough one. Gladiator was kind of like... Gladiator was like, this guy (laughs) friggin... And he gets mad. Guy in skirt has big sword does fight. Right. It was rough. Because I even commented on it in there being like... Johnny Cash at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Javert kills Johnny Cash. I have a... I have not seen 
haven't seen it. I no, know. It's fine. Guys, there's a lot. I, I gave her it. a lot of See, options in movies. Here's yeah. the thing, though. This uh, is the thing is, is that that's so why you need to listen to our podcast because yeah. these are all movies that I haven't seen. Right. Like, right. I saw Jaws this year. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like it's stuff that you're supposed no, to there's, see. There but, are some embarrassing ones. And on again, there's movies I haven't seen that we watch. Like, Cabaret was one for me that I watched. So, okay. So, Katie, what did you think of it? Like, overall. Yeah. Well, I'm a big fan of Quentin Tarantino movies. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen, obviously, Inglorious Bastards and Django and Chained. I saw that like twice in theaters. Yeah, me too. And who the hell are you calling Snowball, horse boy? So I'm a big fan of his movies, and I understand his style. So I don't know why. I think because Pulp Fiction is such a big, iconic movie that everybody always talks about that I haven't seen. I like when when movies have that kind of aura around them for me. I tend yeah. to build them up in my head as being like. <laughs> A serious film so I forgot that like most Quentin Tarantino films it was very funny yes it's like a kind of almost like a satire of who knows what because it's definitely its own <laughs> genre but it still feels like you know just dark comedy commentary yeah, yeah, on something so. I think that's a great description so of a I was dark like oh yeah and then the other big revelation I had watching it like John Travolta is a comedic actor like he's yeah. funny. He's very right. funny, but and, and but I, like growing up, I remember being like, because at Greece, I didn't realize is a right. is like a parody, yeah, musical. So yeah. when I grew up right. as a kid, I was like, oh, he's like the handsome guy. Yeah. Right. I didn't read is. that. So I don't know. I yeah. just like thought that he thought he was a serious actor, but watching it, I was like. I think he's aware that he's funny. And, right. Because I remember also, thinking he wasn't aware that he was funny and that's not good. We also <laughs> recently watched, um, I don't think it was meant to be a comedy. We watched Face Off and oh, that god. made me furious. Oh yes. my god. I haven't seen that. But He is such a fucking ham in that movie. I but have, he's also no. co-starring with Nicolas Cage. Well, so it, yeah. it is like ham for days. Okay. I got to focus. This okay. happens when we have more than one person. I know. Uh, Cause we get excited. Right. Um, okay. So you liked it. It yes. was good. Yes. <laughs> John Travolta is funny. John Travolta's it's funny, a funny movie. Mark. I just don't know why I went into it being like, Oh, Pulp Fiction. Ugh. I know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, think I don't even know how thing. to designate the movie. I think, no, but I think the way that you said is perfect right. is that it's a dramedy it's commentary. Crime, it's yeah. But, but also a comedy, know. but also a drama. It just feels like social commentary. Like they just all feel like caricatures of themselves. Yeah. yeah. Right. And like, a lot of it's pretty absurd. Yeah. Yeah. Know? It's like, like absurdist comedy. Yeah. I think that he kind of invented that genre with this yeah. movie. Cause this was his first, like this no, is his first Reservoir Dogs. Was oh, f- right. I mean, but I feel like this was kind of the one that like really, right. I always forget about Reservoir Dogs. Front row as far as like, Oh, Quentin Tarantino's like on the map. Right. Um, it just felt very much like setting up what the rest of his movies would yeah, be in terms of tone. So. I totally agree. If you um, take it back as far as like a, like a cultural like impact, I feel like yeah. you can always point to Pulp Fiction and say, this is the movie that right. commented on everything he did moving forward. Yeah, because so. I, I noticed a lot of like devices that they used in the writing and style that I we see now still mm-hmm. that I'm pretty sure started with this film. Yeah. When Christopher Walken, uh, that scene where he just shows up, has that huge monologue, mm, and then mm-hmm. is never heard from again. Yeah, so fucking random. That's and it. we still see that in like Game of Thrones. Like, how often do they have like a famous actor just be in it for a scene to right. have a dramatic monologue, and, and then it. they're killed? Right. Who's the singer who was on last season? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, the red, the red guy, guy. Ed, uh, Ed, Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. Everybody yeah. was so pissed about right. that. Yeah. I was thinking of that. Like that. I was it. like, that's the example of when they do that, but they're not an actor, so they just give them a scene. And not it's a just call it good. Not like, what did you think, Megan? I loved it. I actually, personally, I do not like 
shows or movies with a shit ton of violence or gore. Mm. And so, you love, but you love Django Unchained though. This is the thing. You like Hateful Eight. Though. Oh, I have a point. You ready? Yeah. Here we go. Pull up your socks. So I, the thing is, is that, and I'm the same way. I love Quentin Tarantino's stuff. Yeah. Like, and I hate gore. I hate violence. I don't right. like excessive stuff like that, but I love his stuff because the conversation and the dialogue and how real these characters are is just so fucking enchanting and charming and it just draws you in Mm -hmm. so that when there is violence either it's completely insane and ridiculous and over the top so it almost becomes comical right Right. exactly or if it is true like violence to the story then it's earned so that's why i like i like these movies despite the fact that i don't like violence at all yeah i i that's exactly what i was gonna say because i feel the same way like it didn't it's not violence just to be shocking right it's like sort of like the exclamation point at the end of a very dark joke yeah, yeah. right exactly. you know what i mean it's very like so. that's exactly how that scene has to end, end with them like or john travolta accidentally shooting that guy in the head. Right. right like that's disgusting oh but like <laughs> it was so <laughs> come fucking on. ridiculous he's like oh shit oh fuck yeah. i shot him in the face yeah yeah and sam jackson's like what the fuck is going on right after guy? he talked about like right. oh this miracle just happened to us right. and then the most random fucking horrible thing to disprove what he was saying happened yeah exactly. Exactly. All right, so let's run through the story real right. quick. So we're going to start Man. at the tippity top. Tippity so it's top. not, but here's the thing: it's not a linear story. It is a non-linear. Yeah. And I didn't story, know a like... damn thing about this movie before going in. I had right. seen clips of it, but I didn't know right. that it's more of a circle of intertwining these characters. It's not yeah. a linear story, right? 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 right. Which so, I like. And, yeah. And there's a couple cool. of things that, like, the beginning of the movie, and also there are certain scenes that kind of show you where the movie, like, officially starts and officially ends, but they don't happen in chronological order no so it's very much uh sort of like a citizen kane type where again non-linear storytelling and then Mm -hmm. you kind of piece everything together at the end but yeah and we had that like right when we got to that last scene in the diner where travolta and jackson are sitting down to breakfast (laughs) and megan's like oh Uh it all comes back yeah i had the same thing i was like yeah i love love stuff like that right and it's it's a movie that is really made for people who like movies i think and the dialogue is just so it's so rich it's just such a movie it's one it's something it's that you can just, listen to guys it's such, it's a, such movie. a movie it's not i think it would be the douchiest thing i've ever said <laughs> but you know what i mean check out the big brain on bread <laughs> all right, so we start out with so we, story number one, right? So which we start I titled off, that off with "Magic Briefcase?" Question mark. Magic briefcase. I know. Sort of. What was? What the fuck was in that briefcase? Well, here's the thing. I wanted to say even before the movie started, oh. they yeah. had the definition of, of pulp. pulp, right? And I was like, oh, this is off to a good start. Just like any valedictorian speech. <laughs> right. uh, start with a definition. John F. Kennedy once said, or, yeah. d- or a definition, definition of hard work is <laughs> like shut up when you work hard. You're not. Friday. So the yeah. title actually comes from, you know, these 1950s style comics that were a lot about crime noir, but oh. also known for like, it's really punchy dialogue, but like over the top violence. So oh, those are well, kind of the come. two that's, things so that that's okay. influenced that movie. So story. All right. And that's but why it was so in colorful. in the early 90s and... around Los yeah. Angeles gangsters. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. There well, that go. makes a lot more sense. I feel like LA is, I feel like. <laughs> I wish I had known that. I feel like Los Angeles. I feel like Los Angeles is almost its own character as well, because you, you sort to get introduced to these different like lifestyles different right. like yeah. neighborhoods and stuff like that so and LA, that was like before because usually i mean everything filmed in la but i i 
correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like most things were set somewhere else, but obviously we're filmed in LA. Yeah, it was well, one of the first ones to be like, this is what LA is really like. It's yeah, kind of a shit hole. Yeah. Backdrop. Right. So, so we start out. Right. <laughs> we start out. It's good. It With means Tim there's Roth good and Amanda Plummer at the diner just talking about. Oh, that's right. Just talking about. So even before the magic briefcase happens, oh, yeah, yeah, they're right. talking about how they want to make money. Everyone and be like, cool. This is a robbery. Why don't right. we just rob this diner? Which I don't know about you, but I would not want to rob a Denny's. There is no uh, part of me that thinks that's a good idea. You're not going to get that much money. You're not going to get that much money. There's people <laughs> that's are fucking why everywhere. Here. You can get a Grand Slam special while you're at it. You can get an omelet. Can you, I was just. The whole time during that scene, especially when they came back to it at the end, all I could think about was this could never happen nowadays because everyone has a cell phone. Exactly. Right. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Back then, of course. Yeah, you could totally do that. And but... Even back then, it was like, all right. And they had cell phones, but again, they looked like giant bricks. Right. You know? And we immediately, right after that scene, we cut to Travolta and Jackson on their mm-hmm. way to a hit. Right. Not, not before the Black Eyed Peas pump it song. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. what that song was, uh, right? The original song. It was. It's amazing <laughs> it was that they were <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Um, and then you get your sort of your signature Tarantino take of a long take going through that apartment hallway. Yeah. And with the same, going up the yeah, elevator. The same conversation to match where they're talking about is going down on a woman the same as giving her a foot massage. Right. And it's a fascinating conversation. It like is. You kind of get pulled into it. You're like, oh yeah. Is that and that's as soon as that as as soon as that conversation happened, I was hooked. I was in. Right. I'm like, yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If there's shitty violence and stuff like that, I can deal. I'm already loving right. it. Well, dialogue. and then the whole like, oh, what do they call Big Mac in? France yeah, thing. Right. I was that like, well, that was that? one of the first of many, many moments where I was like, I've heard this before. Right, right. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah, yeah. And so it gets super violent after that. Uh, Travolta and Jackson make this hit, and they're after this magic, magic briefcase what that f- we never really I see never the contents know what's in the briefcase. of. It's gold never and know. bright and shiny. Yeah. That's all we really know. I feel like that was definitely, now that I know that it's based on these kind of like comic books. A lot right. more makes sense in terms yeah, of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're yeah. kind of hopping back and forth between like, stories. Like all the bad wigs they were all oh wearing. God. <laughs> Those were fucking rough. Sam Jackson's was great, though. I love oh the Jerry Girls. I just heard the Soul Glow That's song. That's what I was going to say. From Coming to America. <laughs> just let Um, I was surprised that that iconic scene was like right away in the beginning. Oh, that's like the, the one I've obviously seen a yeah. bunch. And I, I was like, I've oh, it's it. happening already. Did you guys see like when all the you know who Kavanaugh stuff was going on? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's actually um, and I they wrote edited. That down. Yeah, they edited it. That's all I could think about during that scene. Wait, the Kavanaugh what? where the Kavanaugh mashup where Sam oh. Jackson is being oh, like, right. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. God, yeah. And they kept so editing back to being like, yeah. oh, but I, just, uh, I went to Yale. <laughs> Look at my calendars. PJ and Squee. <laughs> yeah. Oh and then uh, Bruce Willis's character is introduced, mm-hmm. as well as Ving Rhames as Marcellus Wallace, who's the gangster. And then we go right into the first kind of big story where Travolta and Uma Thurman yeah. uh, have Christ. their night out. And yeah. the whole, That's the one Well, the I whole know. 50s diner makes a lot more sense now, too. Right. I want to go to that 50s I know, I was diner. Like, you could sit in a car and have a burn. That, I was like, where like is so this? Because fun. they have that the, in Disney World. Do they really? Do they really? In okay. Disney World and MGM. But they have, there was like a little 50s diner like that in Disney World I remember when and I everyone doing kid. like and impressions you sit in a, and stuff well I don't know I don't characters. remember it that much oh. but <laughs> it was that scar but I do remember sitting in the car <laughs> uh, oh wait but before when he goes to pick her up and then now I know where that that gif comes from of oh uh, yeah John the Travolta confused like, huh? like, the confused huh? looking gif? for the intercom huh? like. yeah yeah that's when I first was like John Travolta's really funny he's, he is and he is 
fucking good in this. Yeah. And and, and getting into it made a little me bit of sad trivia. That he, he I, got, I almost said it made me sad that he passed away when he did <gasps> in this movie. No, I thought you were going to say it, it made me sad when John Travolta died in real life. No. Um, he's very much alive. He's very much alive. Um, so but he got every great. freaking nomination. He got an Oscar nomination for lead actor. He got a BAFTA nomination, Golden Globe nomination. Like yeah. he's just fucking good in this movie. Yeah. And he's very hit and miss. And I think we talked about this in Face Off. A lot of his latter work, especially like uh, the O.J. Simpson miniseries. Yeah. He's so goddamn good in that movie. He's like a or fine the, or in that wine or cheese. And he's, he's good done in well this movie age. too. Like you find like the role that is just so he much just in needs, his wheelhouse. Yeah, he needs the right role. That is just mm-hmm. effortless. Because you know? sometimes I think when he goes wrong is when people are just like, oh, he's a big name. Let's give him this part. Yeah, right. It's not yeah. the right part for him. Like right. he's going to do it. Right. But like he shouldn't. Yeah. Right. So again, like we, we go into Travolta and Uma Thurman and then that ends with a very pivotal scene of the adrenaline shot, which we all yeah. really Ooh, love. Okay. I, see, that was the one. That was the one thing that I was like, Ooh, like yeah. I thought that Megan was so I don't like needles. Funny. She's the. That's the first scene that you referenced mm-hmm. when you were like, "Oh, I remember this scene." Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> magic mark, a fucking fountain. You know, like they're just arguing about the most mundane yeah. about to like get this done. You know, yeah. Uh, it's just, and all of that was written too. You know, yeah. like just just thinking about how it was written and structured. Yeah, I could. I just was thinking so about it too. Cool. I was like, how did someone think to write this? Right. You know, it's, it's such just a, that it's kind such of a like heightened but also slice of life. Right. It's so the only downside yeah. though in his writing, and this is something that we know, we called out several times, is how many one sided telephone calls there were <laughs> that were so rough. Bruce Willis has his one sided telephone call after one sided telephone call. Uh, a telephone call it's so <laughs> awful like and megan references she's like oh this is a one-sided telephone call and i'm like well yeah and i'm listening to it and i'm like oh that's bad because he's it's rough he's not really listening. like because here's so we're gonna do an example so is that ready? the writing or the acting that's the writing movie, yeah what whoa oh. hang on. i think it's a little bit of both it's so here's the thing okay here's the thing i want you i'm gonna give you information mm-hmm. and i want you to respond to it but re- cut me off before i say anything because okay. this is what it was like so i'm gonna need you to go to the store yeah, and let's then do store and then once you get to the store I think i'm gonna get there plums. yeah plums okay. okay and then once you get the plums you're gonna need to go to check out i'm gonna put I the put, plums in the basket it's like yeah. that where it's like there was literally he didn't give enough time for Between. the person who's actually saying yeah. things it's just oh super God. noticeable, you know? Like, it not to say Bruce Willis so is a bad actor, but it's just, well. it's like that kind of phone call. Well, again, I feel like the right role, you get him in like Sixth Sense or Die Hard or but, those movies. But at like, the same oh, time, you're, you're I think that the writing was just, and even for Quentin Tarantino, it was just a tiny bit expositional, more so than it needs to be. And I pay right. attention to that because I'm a terrible expositional writer. Mm. And I guess you mm. didn't even really even need a whole lot of that. No. You know? Because clearly he's running from the mob and he's going to get some sort of cut from yeah. somebody. You know, he it didn't jumped need to be out of a whole... building with right. a bag of cash. He's clearly in trouble and trying to get out of town. Right. And so we, before that, though, Christopher Walken has his monologue scene. He'd be damned if any slope's going to put the greasy yellow hands on his boy's birthright. So he hid it. In one place, he knew he could hide something. His ass. And it's in the most that amazing scene. scene. Yeah. Oh, my God. Was this Chris Walken is talking. He has this part <laughs> in, the, in, in the monologue, and I don't, either of you noticed, where he's like, where he goes, this watch. Yeah. Ten second pause. Because he actually forgot his line. Did he really? And they left in the because it was so natural because right. he didn't stop. Like he yeah, just yeah, he yeah. waited right. until it came back to him and then he right. kept going. And that is so fucking cool to me. Like he yeah, just yeah, yeah. waited for it to come back there to were, him. There are something I love to look for, especially you know, as actors, like I love seeing where something I think, you know, just happens, but they like work it in. Here's the other thing though that happened with the boxing story is mm. that, you know, you see Voldemort and you know, <laughs> 
mm-hmm. had a promising career as a police mm-hmm. officer. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But he and his brother own this pawn shop in Inglewood, and they just happen to have this gimp sex slave locked up in their basement. Oh my and God! Yeah, the, when, that the, when, was they, the when they opened thing that cage, and the American Horror Story season mm-hmm. one guy came out, I was like, I, I yelled out I loud. Have to go. I was like, What the fuck is this? And I feel this like took a turn. It's a, it's an interesting twist on the story in that, like, I feel like we're getting a glimpse into Quentin Tarantino's mind. Number one, mm. number two, it kind of ties in again with the Pulp Fiction comic style of like Which these really so over, over the, the top, top yeah. sort yeah. of. I mean, this stuff would make Ted Bundy blush. It was yeah. rough, man. Yeah. Oh, I didn't like. Yeah, didn't yeah. Like. it and was then, rough. So Bruce Willis has to like find the best weapon in the pawn shop to kill that these guys with. That was a funny bit. That was yeah. funny where he's like drops the hammer for the. It felt very for like the bat, video and then the bat for the chainsaw yes. and the chainsaw for the katana. Yeah. It's like you that could just really hear cool. like you could put a screen up over it and be like choose your weapon. Yeah. yeah. Select A yeah, yeah, yeah. For, <laughs> for the hammer. Which again now that I'm like okay it's a comic it, you know it's a nod to these you know right. it, it just right. all makes so much sense. I yeah, love though too so. like his girlfriend in that in that whole scene mm-hmm. like she was so fleshed out and yeah. so sweet but kind of stupid but yeah. very innocent and naive yeah. and then at the end when he finally is like gotten out of that terrible situation and grabs his girlfriend and he's like yelling at her like we gotta go now and she just starts crying he's like oh, I'm sorry I got mad I'm so sorry did you get your pancakes your pancakes like, no they didn't have blueberry they I had to get buttermilk blue- pancakes I just got to get buttermilk are you okay <laughs> that was cute that was cute very much so especially when you saw that he had a picture of her in his apartment I was like oh they're like they're like a real couple yeah, yeah. cute yeah right. it yeah. was it was fucking and adorable and then after yeah. that story they ride off into the sunset we go back to Sam Jackson and Travolta yes who again take that last guy from the shootout accidentally blow his head off in the back of their car and then they have to clean up but remember too though the reason why that we go back to this is because some kid was hiding in the bathroom bolts out and starts shooting wildly and doesn't hit either Travolta or Sam Jackson and Sam Jackson is convinced that it's an act of God. It's a miracle, right. and he's hanging up his revolvers. He's yeah. going to give up the life. Right. Not being a hitman. And wander the earth, going wherever God tells him to go. And that go. actually ties into another one of Quentin Tarantino's movies, which I'll reference for trivia. Hateful Eight. Very exciting. Okay. No, no, that was Civil War. Okay, so... Um, and then we, so we get into this other story. They have this whole situation where they have to clean up this d- dead body in the back of a car. We get introduced to Harvey Keitel. I love that. I the first time I watched this was the first time I really saw the the very close similarities between him and Robert De Niro. Mm-hmm. I could see oh. because they were I mean they were friends but they were also like big sort of competition for each other in the 70s and 80s. I can see that. Yeah. And Kaitel is just he's part of that old school of uh method acting yeah. you know training that De Niro is part of mm-hmm. and I just saw such like a side by side of like oh my god these two were really similar. But Kaitel was so cool he well, plays Ka- like Yeah, Kaitel's like De Niro's uglier cousin <laughs> like just just enough where it's right. like well if I want a little more character in this person yeah. Yeah, he face. was like the character version. And then yeah. you, you get a cameo by Quentin Tarantino, yeah. and uh, which was fun. And so you get to see Harvey Keitel be the fixer and yeah. go through this whole situation and take Travolta and Jackson through it. And their dialogue through that portion is some of the funniest in the movie. Yeah. Um, I think the, actually, so like out of what was hard for me to watch was yeah. the pawn shop nonsense. The game, that was really right. hard for yeah. me to watch. Yep. 
and then this stuff where they're cleaning Ugh. up the body <laughs> the from the back. Yeah. Like that just like I know that they were livening it up and making it ridiculous and over the top right. because right. they're like arguing about who's going to clean up brain in the back and seat. And all the use of the N word. I yeah. was like, okay. Shall we jump into trivia? Well, is there anything else, Katie, that you Ooh, wanted to say? Um, I don't think so. I think the only <laughs> other thing I'm looking at my notes that I took, that weird taxi scene where Bruce Willis has yeah. escaping the with boxing the, fight with the that gal. It, the, the taxi ride itself was so fake. And I guess it was like <laughs> oh, yeah. the time I think that was where he purpose. was throwing yeah. stuff out the window and it's not flying backwards. It's, like it's just projection. going straight yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. And the same thing. And uh, then her <laughs> accent was so fake. So I was like, this I'm like, what? This is like such an obviously fake right. taxi ride. Right. Like, is this but now that it's like, oh, it's a commentary of the comic book and it's over yeah, the top Yeah, and again, it's, it's sort of a noir right. throwback. But I also feel it's, it's Tarantino like commenting about like, oh, wasn't it cool when we had to do this like rear projection shit instead of like shooting on location? And, and I will say, too, I did appreciate that it was a woman in the role. I really like that. Yeah. You do not see Bruce very Willis many. Is not a woman. She's no, not the taxi driver. You gone. <laughs> <laughs> she is. So I love that. It is just like it because taxi drivers are often men like yeah. right. just in, in real life. Hmm. And she was this unabashed. Right. Taxi well, driver. The only character we had that wasn't like there because sort as of a like girlfriend or yeah. Like, yeah. outside of the whole situation of stories. Yeah. But, uh yes yeah, yeah. anyways but, but that that uh rear projection also happens when travolta's like having his like trip when he's on the heroin and he's right. driving to go pick up yeah, yeah. oh i didn't even notice he's that like, like he's floating and like you have all this rear projection for him driving right. down the street so yeah it's just cool yeah. it's just cool little appreciation homage i just to... it was just so funny for me just when <laughs> like, he was whoa. throwing the stuff out the window <laughs> i was like dying because it was just going straight, straight down. down and two there was a part when the car just stopped and He's still throwing stuff out the window. I'm like, it's right there. And it's like Anyone an old timey. It. It's like an old yeah. timey cab too. It's yeah. like yeah. from the forties. So yeah, definitely that noir vibe. Mm, yeah. Right okay. Okay. So we're jumping to trivia. Cue the trivia music. Um, there were a couple of sort of Quentin Tarantino signature shots and references. Mm. Can any of you pick those out? From like no. being inside the trunk. Oh, the trunk yeah. opens like, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like inside uh, of a box. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you're looking up as it's getting opened. Right. I didn't right. even think that. That stood out to yeah. me. Again, referencing that shot where they're walking down the hallway towards that first mm-hmm. hit, you get that whole series of dialogue. It's like a, I don't know, that shot goes on for minutes. There was also another know? really long shot when Bruce Willis was walking to his apartment. Yes. Oh, yes. That yes, was yes, a very yeah. long yeah, shot. Little, I also like, noticed that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Um, so that's uh, those are a couple of his signatures. Um, what else? Uh, because sort of referencing the gimp scene again, you get these glimpses into his sort of twisted mind. Uh-huh. Not to say that Tarantino has like a gimp fetish, but he definitely has a foot fetish. If you watch movies like Kill Bill, um, he gets a lot of shots of Uma Thurman's feet. He does. He does. That's true. And this is something that's sort of signature through some of his other movies as well. And it's constantly referenced in interviews that he that Uma Thurman essentially became his muse for a very long time, which is how right. Kill Bill right. became. Right, right, right. A thing like they were talking about Kill Bill as early as this movie, yeah. and it yeah. didn't come to fruition. I think until about six years later. Mm. So, a couple of trademarks of his. Um, the the adrenaline shot scene is actually shot in reverse. The plunging of the needle is actually mm. coming up. 
And I didn't even notice. Oh, so so that, I didn't that makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense in the right. Because I wonder if I know. Because the needle her, itself her. is ginormous. It's a yeah. scary needle. It was yeah, too much. I didn't is. like that whole scene. I was like, no, 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 no. How much do you think the movie cost to make? Again, the, this is this is Miramax in its early days. Right. Fuck Harvey Weinstein, by the way. I just yes. want to get that out of the Trash. way. Um, but this is early on for Miramax, so this is again mm. considered right. an independent film. Right, right, so, right. And it was only his second. Yeah. yeah. Ballpark estimate of how much it cost? I never, I'm never good at this. <laughs> Me neither. Because this is like the $5 milkshake thing. I'm like, that's how much it is now. <laughs> that's right. a pretty fucking good shake. Right. Um, under $10 million. Oh, well, I was going to guess $10 million. Oh. oh. I will lower my mm. guess. Five? Yeah, I, just pick, I just pick numbers. Eight. Cost eight, eight million. million. Yeah. Guess how much of that went to the actors. Uh-oh. Oh. How much? $5 million. <gasps> Which left them three million to do. I was gonna say they had like big names. All of that, yeah. I mean, all the so five million went to pay a lot of the actors' salaries. Oh, I'm okay with that then. I think I would say Travolta, Jackson, and Willis probably got the most because I think they shot the most. That would make sense. Travolta was in every story, and they were like the biggest Mm. names at the time, right? Right? Because Uma Thurman wasn't really big yet. Mm -hmm. Was Mm -hmm. this kind of like her breakout? Was she big? I I'll have to go back and look. She did Batman and Robin in '97, so right. let's okay, okay, let's okay. not forget that. Oh yes, um, uh, Poison Ivy. How many times is the word "fuck" used in this movie? Oh, that's a great question. Ballpark it for me. All right, I'm gonna guess forty-eight oh times. Oh my god, no, not uh, even. Don't don't close. say either way. A hundred. Uh, no. What? Close. What? How many? Two hundred and sixty-seven. Dang, I, my my times. gut was Fuck. to go that high, but I didn't. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, you get scared. How many? Minutes? I get scared. Yeah. This movie won an Oscar for best screenplay. Again, it got all sorts of nominations. This was one of those indie films that comes along and just kind of knocks everybody flat, mm-hmm. you know. And it is one of those movies where, and even watching it this time, because it's shot in such a nonlinear way. I always have no clue as to what's coming next right. until like so literally the next scene happens. Like it's always fresh for me. So yeah. that's something I I'm always coming back to. So that's something to is there anything else for trivia? I think that's all I got for trivia. Okay. So that's something too. I think that like originally when we would talk about movies, we would be talking about you know what situation would you recommend this to? You know, would you mm-hmm. recommend sure. this for a big group watching a movie, or um, would you recommend it for a date night? Yeah. But I don't think that that applies anymore. This is more, yeah. and again, this the distilling down what this podcast is would you take time out of your busy day and go out of watching the same shows you've already watched (laughs) aka parks and rec the office whatever would you take time out of your busy day to stop and watch this yes yeah i mean it would have to be like an event like okay we we, i'm in the mood to like watch a movie sure sure right like i'm gonna watch this it's two and a half hours you have to have some time to kill but Again, it's one of those movies that I feel like you have to actually sit down and watch it. Right, that's not because it's shot in such a background. You can't can't do this while you're vacuuming, you know. Like I would want to, you know, it's just like like his other movies. Like I want to sit down and watch Glorious Bastards. Again, it's a it's it's very satisfying, but you have to pay attention. He makes movies for people who love movies. Yeah. And going back to you saying how much you love Django, I saw Django twice in three days in the movie theater. Like I went back two days later to see it again because I'm like, this movie's fucking. And part of that was like just watching it with the audience. 
because everyone's like, <laughs> right. oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. that over-the-top violence, how fucking good Leo DiCaprio is in uh, that movie. Like, it's yeah. just... I feel like all Quentin Tarantino movies are just, there's no way that you could just have it on in the background. Yeah. Like, you, they need to be a sit-down. They demand your attention. But there yeah. are very few of them that I can think of where it's not worth it. Right, mm. right. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the only one that Ben did not like, I still love, was Death Proof. Because I like Death Proof. I, I had to watch slow it again. Burn. Yeah. It takes its fucking Kurt Russell's fucking awesome time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean he's awesome and everything, but But yeah. yeah. So I'd I'd recommend this to anyone who loves movies, but it's one that you have to sit down and watch. If you yeah. do not like gore or like <laughs> Lindsay Brooks, don't watch do this. Do not watch oh. Lindsay. Lindsay. Please don't. Don't watch this. <laughs> no. no matter what anybody tells you. You'll, don't do it. You'll get PTSD. You oh my god. Hated it. <laughs> Hated it. Yeah. What movie did you guys watch with Lindsay? Cabaret. Oh, fuck. and which is interesting because I've seen the stage version or in the movie. Yeah. She had only seen the stage version, and Ben yeah. has only seen the movie. Uh, so it's yeah. kind of interesting uh, to yeah. talk yeah. about it from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, I'd say fun. I'd say watch this movie. Any of his movies, really. Mm-hmm. Like again, you referenced Inglorious Bastards, Django. He's got a new yeah. one coming out. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, really? The Kill Bill movies. Um, yeah, just. Just fun movies for the sake of being fun movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, I meant to reference <laughs> Sam Jackson, who says he wants to retire and give up the life. Mm-hmm. In Kill Bill, he plays this bit part as the chapel piano player. I was a drill. I was a drifter. I was a coaster. I was part of the gang. I was a bar K. If they come through Texas, I can play with them. Rufus, he's the man. Ah. And that's always referenced as like, oh, is that his? Did he, go did he just go job? and disappear somewhere my, in I've Arizona? I've got this big surprise face on my face right now. Because like, <laughs> I, I was waiting to what? see if his character would be killed off, but I don't right. think he No, does. he didn't. Bruce Willis didn't, and he didn't. Right. They all so went yeah, on to lead so happy lives. He's off also, there did you did you catch where the movie starts and movie ends? No. Okay. So the movie actually <laughs> starts... So the movie and, and and it's okay. Like you'd have to like really listen to it, but the movie actually starts in the diner. But on the way into the diner, you can hear the sound of a motor of a motorcycle driving away. No way. So it starts with the sound of the motorcycle, and Bruce Willis and his girlfriend driving out. So <gasps> the begin so the beginning is that so scene. They were then, at that diner. Or well, they, 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 they were going they past, rode past it. it. So. Uh, so that when he says Zed's dead, baby Zed's dead, that's the official end of the movie. Oh, I see. See, as they're riding the motorcycle out of town, you hear the motorcycle in the some, opening scene. I'm going to need some post-it notes <laughs> and some like yeah. yarn to this draw. This is like some arrested development. Just, this is it's deep. It's meta. It's so. too much. Yeah. That's it. Watch Pulp Fiction, guys. Yeah. It's a good movie. <laughs> I don't think we have another movie we, picked out. No, we don't have one for next oh. week. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So cool. listen to Gladiator. What did you... Listen to Gladiator? Yeah. The oh, listen to the podcast yeah. Gladiator. Yes. I'm like, you should watch it too. You should also watch watch the movie Gladiator. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we have a good podcast on it. Yeah. So that's okay. our most recent episode. Right. It helps cool. you decide if you should actually sit down and watch it. Yeah. Okay. So we'll have to put out like a voter I love uh, that. mark to see. Because we've got the holidays coming up too. So right. we can watch yeah. some holiday movies. Like Ooh. I haven't seen. Yeah. Wait, let's list some holiday movies mm. you haven't seen. Like I haven't seen. Um, What's the Ernest. Saves Christmas? Yeah. I don't know what that is. The you crazy want to watch an Ernest movie? I don't know. I haven't seen it. <laughs> I don't know. I always see the iconic. Who did that? <laughs> you know the, the Jim Varney. The crazy guy. Yeah. Oh. Bless him. 
He's no longer with us. But. Oh, okay. Uh, so <laughs> that's I one. I that movie too. Um, I haven't seen Scrooged. Oh, okay. That would be a fun one. I have not Bill seen Murray. Scrooged. That have you fun. seen Scrooged? I don't think I have. Really? No. Oh, I haven't be seen that one. one to do. Yeah. Uh, what's another one? What's another holiday? Technically, uh, Lethal Weapon is a holiday yeah, the, movie. The first Lethal Weapon is. <laughs> Technically, <laughs> Die Hard is because oh. that happens around Christmas. Okay. You've seen Die Hard. Okay. I've seen Die Hard. But you haven't seen the first Lethal Weapon. I, I think not. that would be a good trade up that's a, like, that's yeah. an between option. scrooged and the first lethal weapon okay yeah. Okay. yeah did you have fun katie i had so much fun yeah oh, i'm sorry Thank again that in. i was late no, we're so fun. glad you're here but it's, you know it's because of the the snow the snow it's, snowing oh, it's like when it rains in oregon is weather when it rains in oregon after it hasn't rained for a while people don't know what the fuck to do they're like you just, what right. is this you yeah. just forget right. that everything goes everything just to yeah goes super slow but cool Thank you for listening, guys. Thank you for joining us. Yes. Please come back soon. Yes. Go and, see the uh, Office Musical off Broadway. Yes, it's amazing. Off Broadway, mm-hmm. and thank you to Anchor for hosting us. Thanks, Anchor. Yes. Thank you to Katie for coming on out. Yes. And uh, yeah, go ahead and and vote for what movie you would like to have us watch yeah, next. Yeah, we'll post that up later today. Uh, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Tell your friends. Please download. tell your friends. <laughs> I just I've gotten to the point where I'm like we this is our eighth episode mm-hmm. in our second season mm-hmm. and we did 16 last time so I'm like I want people to hear this I know I yeah. work so you it's work really hard. good it's we all hard. work hard we we all work hard right hey. especially the troops <laughs> both sides both sides because <laughs> <laughs> why pick a side right you know yeah. <laughs> this is for the troops both sides oh, God. all right well have a good week everybody thank you guys thanks for listening bye. we will be back between uh lethal weapon and scrooge bye bye, bye.